0: Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. We invite you to visit us at crossgate.org. It is our hope that you will hear from God and draw closer to Him through this service.
1: Church, let me just tell you how much I love you. Uh, just the last three weeks have been very hectic for me and my family. So I thank you so much for your prayers, your texts, uh, your, your uh, just touch points on social media, all of it. Uh, My mother's sister passed away three weeks ago, so my mother and I flew out to Arizona for that service, came back, and then my family and I immediately drove down to Florida for a Thanksgiving break. Uh, And on Thanksgiving Day, her mother, my wife's mother, who has has, uh, been suffering from a debilitating stroke she had about a year and a half ago, took a a significant turn for the worse. Uh, So instead of returning back as a family, Sharon and the children stayed down in Florida. I flew back. Uh, to be with you last weekend to preach and to spend a few days here on the uh, campus and then uh, very unfortunately and sadly Shera's mother did pass away as many of you know so i flew back down to florida uh, conducted the service and then we drove back yesterday from uh, i think we left about four o'clock yesterday morning and got into hot springs about 10 30 or 11 o'clock last night so Praise God for His sustenance. Praise God for the fullness of the Holy Spirit that gets us through these times. But thank you, church, for loving on me and my family in the last few weeks. I very much appreciate it. Now, two weeks from today, we're going to do Baptism Sunday. So, if you're here and you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you've been saved, but you've never taken your next step to follow the Lord and Believer's baptism. Can't think of a better time to do that, the Sunday right before Christmas. uh, You can do that by simply coming to Next Steps after the service and sharing that you would like to be baptized or reach out to us in the church office. Perhaps you, like I was, you were baptized as an infant, uh, and then only later did you come to a saving faith. You made a personal commitment to Jesus Christ, like I did, when I was 17, and then I followed the Lord and Believer's baptism to do kind of what we say at Crossgate Church, to get our baptism on the right side of our salvation. Uh, perhaps that's your story, and that would be your next step to follow the Lord and Believer's baptism. Perhaps years ago, uh, there was an experience you had in your life as a child maybe, and maybe you followed the Lord in baptism, but, but only later as you looked at your life, you, you made a personal commitment to Christ in a very real and powerful way, and, and I would encourage you to make that public profession of faith on Baptism Sunday as well. So if that or any of those scenarios applies to you, I would encourage you to come to our Next Steps area after the service, or again, reach out to one of us as pastors and simply say, I'd like to take my next step in Believer's Baptism. Now, today is Global Missions Sunday. I am super, super excited to share with you what God has been doing in our church over the last year and will continue to do in the days ahead all around the globe and literally all around the globe. Now, we at Crossgate Church, our purpose is very simple, and that purpose statement is we make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. We say that at least two to three times every single Sunday because we don't want you to forget it. And where does that statement come from? Well, it comes from the Great Commission, found in Matthew 28, where Jesus Christ said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. That's pretty simple. Those were the last words of Jesus Christ before he returned to heaven. And as Pastor Robbie Gallaty has often said, his last words become our first words work. And so that's what we are all about, reaching our neighbors and the nations with the good news of Jesus. Now, I think we all understand this, but I want to just show you from the Scripture that God's heart is for the nations. Did you know that? God, Our God, the God of the heavens, the God who has invaded our hearts through His Son Jesus Christ, has a strong heartbeat for the nations. We see this in the Bible literally from Genesis To revelation let me give you some scripture genesis 12 1 through 3 now the lord said to abram go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that i will show you and i will make of you a great nation and i will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing i will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you i will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed psalm 22 says this all the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the lord and all the families of the nations shall worship before you for kingship belongs to the lord and he rules over the nations isaiah 56 says this let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the lord say the lord will surely separate me from his people Again, Zechariah chapter 2. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion, for behold, I come and I dwell in your midst, declares the Lord. And many nations shall join themselves to the Lord in that day and shall be my people. And I will dwell in your midst, and you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And then John three sixteen. I mean, do we even need to reference that one? Of course we do. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. God loves the entire world, all the nations of the world. He gave Jesus Christ that they might believe. And let's wrap it up with Revelation 7. It's my heartbeat, and I pray it's yours as well to see this take place. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation— from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Those are the voices of all the nations praising God around heaven's throne. You know, Crossgate Church, We and, and you may or may not be aware of this, but over the last year, We've had a significant footprint globally. Crossgate Church, in addition to all that we have going on in North America, had a presence in the past year on five of the seven continents. Praise God, five of the seven continents, Crossgate Church was represented. And we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning, but let me just share with you a couple principles that drive our global missions strategy at Crossgate. Let me give you a couple of these because it's important we understand this. First of all, we partner with local, Bible-teaching, indigenous churches and organizations for ongoing ministry. What does that mean? That means that we as American Christians don't just parachute into some random location and do ministry for a week, and then we get whisked away on a black helicopter, right? never to be seen again. Uh, We partner with indigenous, meaning the local churches, Bible teaching churches wherever we go. If there's not churches, we partner with organizations, missionary organizations that have an indigenous ongoing presence. I mean, if all we did was come in as kind of the great American saviors, we'd probably cause more problems than we'd solve. But by partnering with local Bible teaching organizations and churches, we are there to support them and their ongoing ministry. We're not the the main effort. We're not the stars of the show. We're simply the supporting actors and actresses, in a sense, to empower and equip the local ministers of the gospel. That's one of our key strategies at Crossgate. Here's another one. We provide relief when necessary, but always seek developmental opportunities. There is a time and a place missionally for us to come in and simply deliver resources and money and food items and other key items. That, that There are times when that's very important. But as we all know, it's better to teach a person to fish than to just simply give them a fish. And so whenever we look at our missional opportunities around the world, and locally for that matter, we're always looking for developmental opportunities to help people help themselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually. All of this is going to make a lot of sense as we start talking about uh, these various initiatives that we've had across the globe. Third, we prioritize proactive personal evangelism whenever possible. If you go on a short-term mission trip with Crossgate Church, we're going to make every opportunity possible for you to participate in personal Evangelism. We cannot outsource the sharing of Jesus to other people. Amen. And so that's one of the things that I'm always, as lead pastor, if if there's a missional opportunity that comes to, to us and says, Hey, how would you like to partner with us? One of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to see if when we send people their way, are we going to have opportunities to share the gospel and to be a part of that? That's that's a big thing for us. And then here's the last thing God's people support God's work. God's people support God's work. We don't wait around for the government for Joe Biden or Donald Trump or whomever is going to win in 2024 We don't wait for their money to come to us so that we can go do God's work God has already given us all the resources necessary to reach the nations and It's in your household and your bank account and my household and my bank account God has gifted and blessed his people that they might be a blessing to other people as well again We're going to get into that now. Let's go back to our global footprint Okay, And you didn't realize this, but I'm going to take you on a a round-the-world tour this morning, and you didn't realize you were getting that when you came to Crossgate Church, but that's exactly what you're going to get. So we're going to start off with South America, and our partnership, our ongoing six-year partnership with an organization called Amazon Outreach. Amazon Outreach is a wonderful Bible-based organization that partners with local Bible teaching churches all throughout Brazil along the Amazon River. Amazon Outreach has three big triple-decker open-air boats. You see one of those in the picture there, uh, moored at the uh, a village uh, up and down the river. And what Amazon Outreach does, in partnership with local Bible-teaching churches, they take teams of people, and you, you fly down to Manaus, Brazil, which is a big city, right on the Amazon River. You get on the boat, and you basically live on the boat for a week, Uh, You sleep in hammocks. They have a kitchen on the boat. They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner on the boat. And then for six or seven days, you sail up and down the Amazon River, and each day you go to a village. Typically, that village does not have a church. In many cases, it doesn't even have uh, utilities, certainly uh, fresh water. In fact, many of you will remember we contributed greatly in our church a few years ago to providing fresh water wells for some of these villages. And what you do is you get off the boat about 8.30 in the morning, and you do ministry in that village throughout the day until dinner time. You're doing medical, dental, eye care, vacation Bible school for children, men's ministry, women's ministry. One of the coolest things is you get into a little John boat, and you go up the little creeks to the little uh, huts and things along the creeks, and you you go door to door and share Jesus, uh, along with the, the representatives from the local Bible teaching church that you're partnering with. And their missionaries it's a tremendous tremendous ministry and i'm so grateful for ronnie ritter who, who heads up our amazon outreach teams from crossgate church we've sent a team every year now for the last six years an amazing thing i had the opportunity to go two years ago pastor rob went this past year i took my daughter libby when we went an awesome opportunity if you've never been on uh, an overseas short-term mission trip i mean this is probably one of the best shovel-ready missions opportunities I've ever seen and for a parent child to go I mean you talk about making memories I think every year we've had some parents take their their kids or teenage kids along with them and it's been a tremendous tremendous opportunity now Steve Trammell who is the director of Amazon Outreach is with us today on our campus but he also prepared a short video that we're going to show in just a moment inviting you to come to an informational meeting to learn more about potentially going to the Amazon you could do it Believe me, you could do it, and God would use you greatly. Let's roll that video. Direct your attention to the screens.
2: Hey, church, this is Steve Trammell with Amazon Outreach. I'm excited to share that you're having an interest meeting, and I want to encourage you to go. You may think, well, why would I go to the Amazon in Brazil with so much need right here? Well, I can give you one word, accessibility. They don't have access to the gospel here like they do where you live. So we want to encourage you to come. Not only that, God is uniquely using Americans to open closed villages for the gospel. So you can do many things. We use Jesus' model. We we bring healing, so we're looking for doctors and dentists. We're looking for nurses and pharmacists. We also do physical touch, where Jesus touched lepers and held children. We're looking for children's workers and braid hair, paint fingernail, play soccer. And also we're looking for people that can do evangelism, that can POUR INTO MEN OR WOMEN and our CHILDREN IN BBS, SO THERE'S SOMETHING FOR EVERYONE TO DO. BUT MAYBE I WOULD SAY THAT SOME OF YOU HEARING THIS, YOU'RE ALREADY FEELING CONVICTED. YOU KNOW YOU NEED TO DO THIS. YOU'VE NEVER BEEN ON A MISSION TRIP. IT'S BEEN A LONG TIME AND YOU'RE FEELING CONVICTION. I WOULD APPEAL WITH YOU, DON'T QUENCH THE HOLY SPIRIT. AT THE VERY LEAST, COME HERE MORE AT THE INTEREST MEETING. AND I BELIEVE SOME OF YOU NEED THIS TRIP AS MUCH AS THE VILLAGE NEEDS YOU TO COME. SO COME HERE MORE. AND I LOOK FORWARD TO SEEING YOU HERE ON AMAZON
1: Yeah, amen that's in a very brief nutshell that's kind of what takes place on a mission trip the next step we always ask what's our next step at crossgate church well the next step for the amazon is that we have a trip planned this upcoming summer uh june 21st to 30th and i would encourage you again no strings attached to come to this meeting but what steve will be leading along with ronnie ritter will be leading an information meeting uh, upstairs in our conference room immediately after this service and the second service so you can go to either one Would love to have you attend and learn more about how God might use you on the Amazon. Now, let's go back to our global footprint and let's go ahead and jump on our airplane. Now, we're going to go to Africa. All right, so in Africa, you have what's called the Village of Hope, Uganda, and the nation of Uganda. Just so you know, most of y'all probably don't know where Uganda is. That's okay. Let's put that map up there. Get a sense of where Uganda is at. There it is, kind of central uh, eastern Africa. And then within that, Nation, there are two locations for Village of Hope. Village of Hope was founded about 15 years ago when God brought two ladies together. One, Rose Hebert, a Ugandan lady, and and then Cindy Cunningham, actually from Arkansas. She was saved as a teenage girl in Hot Springs, in a church in Hot Springs. Over the decades, Uganda has experienced tons of civil war, violence, strife, And among other things what that what that has done is that has created a a a string of of orphans with no parents alive who are in the in the custody of different individuals they have no parents and oftentimes they're in this cycle this never-ending cycle of poverty and a lack of resource and a lack of equipment and all the rest to move forward in life body soul and spirit god laid a massive burden on the hearts of Rose and Cindy. Remember, Rose is is the dear uh, sister from Uganda. Cindy is the lady from Arkansas. She lives in Mina now, although she travels back and forth a lot. And they founded Village of Hope, which is basically today two different schools christian boarding type schools that are totally free uh, to the orphans uh, they get selected to come and then they, they they enter this pipeline what i would call a developmental pipeline again this is not simply throwing resources at the problem this is providing developmental opportunities remember how we said there's a big difference let's put that developmental pipeline up there the developmental pipeline is such that the orphans uh, go to the bobby village grades one through seven and then they go to the Buele Village School, which is, again, two different schools in Uganda. They're about a, an hour apart. And then from there, they can either enter a higher education track that, that moves them towards some type of university uh, training, or they can go to a vocational track that provides them skills to do any number of things, a uh, vehicle repair, HVAC repair, electrician, just you name it, and they have it. They've developed this over the last 15 years. It's a gospel-centered program. Now, how did Crossgate Church get connected with Village of Hope? Well, our own Charles and Vivian Nicholson, where Cindy's Sunday school teachers, when she first got saved, they, they were college age in their early 20s, and they were teaching the Sunday school class at her church in Hot Springs. She got saved. She started going to their Sunday school class, and they've had a very warm and, and, and vibrant relationship ever since. Well, once God led Cindy and Rose to found Village of Hope, Charles and Vivian uh, were right there cheering them on. Charles and Vivian have been to Uganda over the last couple of years twice, And uh, Vivian and Charles have a table set up uh, that I'll mention in just a moment out in the mall area with various items out there that you can uh, take a look at as well. So how did I get connected with Village of Hope? Well, last year, Uh, Cindy Cunningham invited me and a a small group of pastors from across the Southeast to travel to Uganda to train and mentor and equip pastors associated with Village of Hope, as well as mentor uh, some of the leaders from the Village of Hope and also share with the children. And so that's where I went this past September. I traveled there with seven or eight other pastors, and uh, we went to each one of the schools for about three and a half days each. And uh, you can put that little collage up there, there you go. So there's some of the different pastors that I was mentoring, some of the leaders that I had time to, to, to mentor and cheer on, as well as some of the students, and also sharing with, uh, with the, some of the collective gatherings of students. It was a huge blessing. I will tell you that the Village of Hope is a tremendous developmental ministry uh, in this global footprint. So what, what are our next steps as a church with Village of Hope? Well, this is still kind of an emerging ministry opportunity. We're still praying as leaders in terms of what next steps God would have us to take as a church with Village of Hope. I will tell you that there are two things that you could take in terms of a next step as, a, as an individual follower of Jesus. Uh, you go out to the table out there with Charles and Vivian, and they'll show you two things. One is the opportunity to adopt uh, one of those children uh, with, uh, w- with support, similar to a Compassion International type scenario and other organizations like that. Uh, Vivian has all the information on that and some opportunities out there on the table, and I would, I would encourage you to prayerfully think about that uh, opportunity. The other is there are some items out there. they are uh, accessories and other things that were made by some of the ladies in this program. Uh, handmade. They have little nativity sets out there that are fantastic and a lot of little accessories. Vivian has has distributed and sold some of those items here at our church before. The backstory on those items is this. Uh, The girls come through that developmental pipeline, but three months out of the year, they have to go home back to their guardians. And a lot of these girls are abused. There's no other way to say that. They're, They're abused by their guardians and others in those villages. And then when they come back to school, they're pregnant. Well, according to Ugandan law, if a girl gets pregnant, she can't go to school anymore, which is just awful. But that's the, that's what it is over there. So what Village of Hope does is it equips some of these young girls that have small babies and they can't go back to school with some other vocational training outside of the Village of Hope school. And and that, that that's the what, what produces a lot of these little items. So when we bring those back, I brought, I think, four massive suitcases full of that stuff back and Vivian and Cindy, by the way, Cindy was the one and only Caucasian lady in that entire video, Uh, but you did see Cindy in there as well as Rose. Uh, Vivian and Cindy and others carry those items across Arkansas and other places and in, in churches and sell them, and that's how they produce money for these young ladies to be able to live. So if you take a look at some of those items out there and you see something you like, please buy some of those things. They make great Christmas gifts as well, and those would, would the proceeds would go back to Uganda to the young ladies that made those uh, by hand. So Village of Hope. Now let's get on our plane, and now we're going to go all the way to Thailand. Go back to the footprint. There we go. Thailand, the scarlet thread, Tracy and Shauna ship, Mama Gwen, near and dear to our hearts, Uh, several years ago, I think it was six years ago now or or more, uh, Tracy and Shauna felt called to go to Thailand. Tracy was a, a pastor on our staff at Crossgate Church, as many of you know, and they basically relocated lock, stock, and barrel to Bangkok, Thailand to form a ministry called the Scarlet Thread. And among other things, it is a ministry to women on the streets who are in the trafficking and, and and some of the sex trade that takes place there, uh, massage parlors and all the rest. And what they're doing is they're, they're going to where these ladies are. They're reaching them for Jesus, pulling them out of that. And again, similar, again, it's a developmental opportunity to help these ladies, body, soul, and spirit, know Jesus and head in a totally different direction in life, redeemed and completely transform. It's a tremendous opportunity. They're partnering with local churches. Uh, there's multiple ministries, not only to the ladies, but also to some of the, the kids and the children on the streets and in, in the localities. Uh, you can know that Tracy and Shauna are being used mightily of the Lord. I, I talked with Tracy this week and I said, hey, man, we're going to be talking about Global Mission Sunday uh, this upcoming Sunday. How can we pray for you? How can we as a church pray for you guys? in the coming days. He he mentioned three things. I'll share them with you. First of all, he said, pray for our multiple outreach efforts to women during December as we use the Christmas story to introduce them to Jesus. Second, we are exploring new partnerships that could lead to churches being planted and kids throughout Thailand being reached with the gospel. Please pray for us to have wisdom and discernment as God leads. And lastly, pray for us during the holidays as we miss our family and friends in the USA. And we're going to take a few moments later in the service with our prayer partners to pray specifically for Tracy and Shauna, as well as these other needs. We say, Pastor Phil, what, what are our next steps? Thailand is a long way away from here. Okay, a couple of next steps for us. One is sometime in 2024, we're still nailing down the specifics, but we're going to send a very small uh, ministry team over to Thailand to minister to Tracy and Shauna and minister through them uh, to the people in that area. So you can certainly be praying about that and praying for our church as we tee that up. Uh, the second thing is this. When we talked to Tracy and Shauna when they were back here last year, we said, "What? what's probably your biggest need for us to send over uh, a team? And they said, we would love to have y'all send a team over to do a sports camp for these these children. Again, it's not ultimately about sports, it's about Jesus, but that's an awesome way to connect with the kids that are around in that area where they live. So we're still trying to figure out the details on that, but again, definitely a prayer need. Now, lastly, let's again, it's going to be a long plane ride, but I'm going to get you there in about five seconds. We're going to the island, South Pacific Island nation of Vanuatu, it's actually a part of the continent known as Oceania. Uh, many people think Australia is a continent, but it's just a landmass within the overall continent of Oceania. And we're going to talk now for the rest of our time about Isaiah 42:12 missions uh, led by Clint and Crystal Rickett and their son Ryan. You say, what does Isaiah 42:12 say? Listen to this. This is so cool. Isaiah 42:12 says, "Let them give glory to the Lord and proclaim his praise." in the islands. Isn't that awesome? So again, missionaries launched right from our own congregation. Clint and Crystal Rickett and their son Ryan have been in Vanuatu now. They left four years ago. It was just a few weeks after I came as pastor of this church. They left, again, lock, stock, and barrel, everything. We're going to Vanuatu to partner with local churches, to encourage them, equip them and uh, just a tremendous, tremendous ministry. And we asked Clinton Crystal to put together a little video, just so that you would get a better sense of who they are and what they're doing and what God is doing through them. So again, direct your attention to the screens.
3: We're live in Crossgate. We're the Rickett family, and we've been your missionaries to Tana Island, Vanuatu for three years.
4: Across the last three years, we've been able to see God move in a mighty way. Uh, when we first got here, there were only four active village churches uh, that were continuing in what God had called them to do. Now we're blessed to be able to fellowship with 13 uh, different village churches across the island. Just in the last month, we've been able to baptize 28 new believers from those 13 uh, village churches.
0: God is also working through the kids and the young adults. We have children's church here every Sunday. And one of our young ladies has um, followed God in leading the children and the youth in a life group every Sunday. And then the young adults felt led to start a worship ministry. So they lead our worship music every Sunday morning. We also try to go to a different village church every other Sunday to teach and disciple and encourage them in their walk with Christ.
4: For just about a year now, we've had two major projects underway. The first is the completion of the church building, and the second is the completion of the youth-slash-multipurpose building. Both of those projects are now very near complete, and we're looking forward to officially opening those buildings in a couple of weeks on December the 17th. One of the other things that we've been dreaming about and wanting to be able to start, hopefully right after the new uh, year, Lord willing, is being able to help my brother, Pastor Peter, uh, here, and. Their village uh, at Lono and Nisifo Baptist Church uh, helped them build a permanent uh, church building. You can see the building behind here has uh, recently been rebuilt since last March. The cyclone uh, knocked down the, the seventh church house that was built here, so this makes another this makes number eight church house out of local materials, uh, which is great, and they're happy to do that. It was one of the first things that they rebuilt after the two cyclones uh, that came last March. Um, they're so faithful to hurry up and build a place back where they where the church can continue to meet and continue to worship together and learn together Uh, pastor peter is uh, a faithful brother and a faithful warrior in christ and uh, it is our dream and our hope to be able to bless them and help them build a more permanent structure so we ask that you just pray with us and uh, and partner with us as we uh, strive to bless others for the sake of the gospel so as the as the gospel continues to spread here on Tana through uh faithful leaders uh, in the local churches in the in the village churches like my brother pastor peter here um that we can we can bless them and in turn um lift up the name of god because that's what that's what god has called us here to do i've asked brother my brother here if he'd like to say anything and he he said he would like to take the opportunity to 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 say a small something, so he'll tell it in Bizlama and then I'll, I'll translate it uh, back to English for you guys. Thank you, Lord. To Prada, to La Prada Ren, with him, and Mami Blue Kristel with him, Daddy Blame, Legam, Fistimila, Blue Help, Blue Niche Blue Mifla, from Mifle Staplo area, Blue Chasta, Pemifle, one of them, Woklo Papa Court. If they work low got the yatlomifot, the pratarain ligam help lo Nich Thank you to Mass Lord, Fish Mivala, Lonich the Academy Nicholomila, L help Mikla build him work locote by helping all begini or on Prats on Prats Mosesta. Thank you to Mass L help. My brother told you he said he wanted to tell you thank you so much for uh, supporting the team that came with uh, two fella Brian, uh, where we me fella, uh we tell them say Pastor Brian and not a fellow Brian. Uh, he and with Crystal's mom and dad, he was mm. so grateful uh, for their visit to come and hear about needs and things that they had, and to just show an interest in what God was doing here in Tana. Mm. So he expresses his his gratitude and his thanks for allowing them to come and you you guys supporting them in their trip here. Uh, and it tells you guys thank you as well uh, for your interest in what's going on here and supporting us in our work here on Tana. we appreciate so much the monthly support and the faithful prayers of crossgate it's it's true that we would not be able to do what we're doing here on the island what god has called us to do without all of you
3: and thank you all so much for all the letters and the cards that y'all sent with um, the team that came and we are so encouraged by those
0: And we were so very thankful for the team who did come, Pastor Brian Oswald, Brian Costello, and especially my parents, Rick and Janice Kiesler. We are so glad that you get to hear from them this morning about their experience here on Tana, and how they saw God at work here.
1: Praise God, wasn't that great? I mean, I was very encouraged by that, but I'm going to be even more encouraged to hear from Team Vanuatu, who's joined me here on the stage, Pastor Brian Oswald, our Executive Pastor for Administration, as well as Rick and Janice Keisler, and Brian Costello, who's really just good at almost everything. Uh, but I just, I love, I, I love what God did through our team, but I wanted you to hear specifically from them about what God was up to while they spent uh, a little bit of time in Vanuatu in August. So Brian, you guys went over, this was the first uh, team from Crossgate that's gone over. We we wanted to send one sooner, but between COVID and, and the Cyclones and all these other things, our first opportunity, what was the purpose, what were the objectives of the trip?
5: Yeah, from the first time that the four of us got together, we had four very clear objectives. Uh, the first was to encourage, uh, as has been stated. Uh, the Ricketts picked up and moved in January of 2020, and we all know what happened just a few weeks after that. So, uh, just um, you know, giving of themselves and, and relocating in the middle of a worldwide pandemic—that's challenging in and of itself. To learn a culture, to learn a language. Uh, Et cetera, but also recognizing that uh, the calling of a missionary is to give of oneself. Uh, So, you know, their output to input ratio is is very skewed in, in that they're giving of themselves constantly, not getting a lot back in return. Uh, although they're well-loved and and whatnot, we just wanted to find ways as, as a church, tangible ways that we could go see them, minister to them, and just to remind them that they're prayed for, they're loved, and uh, that we are a- alongside them. So we wanted to encourage them. We also wanted to assist. Uh, our, our main question there was, what is something that we can help you do that you either can't do by yourself or that uh, maybe we can do more effectively together, uh, as, as you saw in the video, like the men of Tana know how to build. They can build structures and they're really good at it. So it would not have been a great use of our time necessarily to go uh, to just build a structure, to build a church, to build a youth house. They can do that if they have the resources. So I think our bigger thing was just asking, how can we set you up well ultimately to minister more effectively to these people, uh, to the people that uh, live there on Tana? How can we set you up well to minister more effectively long after our group has, uh, has gone home. Uh, the third thing we wanted to do was to resource. Uh, there are a lot of things that, honestly, we would not bat an eye at buying because of cost or availability here in the states that are very difficult to come by there. Uh, either they're just uh, exorbitant prices, or you just simply can't find an item. I'll I'll give an example, just even a a box of band-aids can be difficult to find, or the cost can be very, very high. So we ended up taking eight suitcases uh, with us that we uh, filled with supplies, and that was everything from just household needs, uh, some, some clothing needs and items, just some very practical things that uh, they either can't get or uh, are cost prohibitive. And we were able to provide those items for them, including the Arkansas Travelers uh, donated some baseball, some gloves, some bats, things like that. We were able to take those items to kids who literally have never seen baseball. They have no context for that. So that was one of the ministry opportunities we had was to teach them about baseball and show them how to properly wear a glove to throw a baseball, just things like that, which also sets Ryan up really well to have his own ministry with those kids, which was really cool. So uh, we wanted to resource them, and because there's an active volcano on the island, uh, we, you know, volcano ash is a real thing and so we were able to leave those suitcases there as a way for them to protect their their personal items and I know that that was really appreciated as well. And then lastly, uh, just a plan. We felt that there was great value in us going, putting eyeballs on the ministry that God has entrusted to Clinton Crystal, uh, and then ultimately as they make a long-term plan, Uh, to minister there in Tana, how can we come alongside them as a church and also commit to them long-term
1: as they seek to make more and better disciples there in Vanuatu? Wow, what a great summary. I appreciate that, Brian. Thanks so much. So, Janice, tell tell us a little bit about just what y'all did, what what kind of ministries you did and what you did from day to day in Vanuatu.
3: Well, um, of course, we got there on Saturday. We were able to go to church with them on Sunday, and then Monday we hit the hit the ground running basically um we visited seven different villages and we told them you know we are here to see exactly what you need in your village we wanted to hear from the ladies from everyone um and the number one thing in every single village was a church building um which by the way would also be used as a storm shelter because they don't have that either Um, but the church building was number one we went to one village and one of the ladies spoke up and she said you know I noticed um, the children crying last week I didn't understand why but I found out it was because they were hungry and of course every village we went to we took rice and food but we also were fed when we were there by them So um, the food and then also uh, clothing, we had another lady that uh, said we would like to have two sewing machines so they could make clothing, Um, but most all of them, they really just need a church building, but I did realize um, my husband said make it short and sweet, so I'm trying. I did realize that ministry, and I know it is here too, but I was just with them every second. So it's, it is, it's 24 hours a day. It's everyth- they do everything from somebody knocking on the door with a toothache to someone knocking on Clint's window. They have to go to the emergency room because he's the only vehicle. I mean, it's just like everything. They do everything. So it was neat to see them at work.
1: Amen. Especially seeing Clinton Crystal and just how God is using them in a big way. And, you know, again, I think yes. the whole team would say that it wasn't like this was, you know, that they're the stars of what's taking place, or even for that matter, Clinton Crystal really. I mean, they're just there to support what Pastor Peter's doing and, oh, and, and yes, the local churches, sure. which is a huge blessing.
3: And it's, it's truly all God because I could never see my daughter in a country like this ever. It's truly God.
1: Amen. Amen. And
3: it's neat to see them. <laughs> All
1: right, Rick, you're up, brother. So, so tell us a little bit about what y'all talked about in terms of what future opportunities might look like or needs.
6: Well, it's, it's like Pastor Brian said, resource would be, they need resources to build, but they don't need a construction team. What we found out was Clint and I have been trying to get material for the mission. Slash house for six months so we could get it finished well that wasn't God's plan So when we got there him and pastor Peter had talked and that's why we went to Every village church and just visited with the villages and Just to encourage them and it was such an encouragement to me and to us but to them It was just oh it overwhelmed them that we would because they know how much it costs to come there and They were just overwhelmed that we cared enough to come and 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 visit with them and stuff so then it's discipleship mission teams for discipleship for pastoral education clint would love that i mean that would be awesome because like he said they started out with a few churches and it's you go to encourage the men because a lot of them have the knowledge but they're such a shy people and they don't want to you know and they call it stand up you got to stand up and you know and if God calls you to preach, and you need to, to preach and stuff and just but to encourage them, medical and dental, medical, if you have a baby, you get two Tylenol. If you cut your leg off, you get two Tylenol if we have Tylenol. So a medical team would be nice. A dental team, vision we took, Lord knows how many pairs of glasses, and then they just go through them until they find one they can see out of us. so but, and just encourage them. but and one other uh-huh. thing I'd add either it's easy you know because even if you can't go on a mission trip you can encourage Crystal and Clint by just sending them a text or an email when we Brian we got some letters and they were all doing something and as soon as Janice broke them out they all quit went and sat down and they would read them and then pass them around so I mean that would be a great encouragement so
1: yeah. Praise God. Lots of opportunities. So speaking of opportunities, Brian, tell us what are maybe two or three of the key needs that they have uh, going forward.
7: Okay. Yeah. So every village we went to and we talked to them and when you ask what their needs are, you get nothing. They will not ask for anything. Uh, but when we finally get something out, it was always the church building, as we've talked about. And uh, we've talked the materials for them to build the church be about five to $6,000, depending on the size of the building. Um, uh, the second biggest need we heard about was water. Uh, they basically live on top of a mountain in the middle of the ocean. So water is a scarcity, especially during the dry seasons. Um, and then when water gets scarce, the children can't go to school because they have to haul water up the, up the mountain all day. Um, and so water not only is a, meeting that physical need, but allows them to have the ability to go to school and, and develop. Um the sewing machines, like we talked about, simple things like that, uh, the volcano ashes it kills the crops, um, and so they look for ways that they can purchase more food. Well, they used to have sewing machines, but the typhoons wiped them out and uh, destroyed the machines. Uh, there's no water or there's no water or power on that side of the island at all. There's no utilities whatsoever. Uh, water is piped from springs. Um, so there's like a Pastor Peter's Village. Um, there's a spring down down the hillside. It's hard to walk down there to get it, it's, but it's down a cliff. But they had a pump and a tank and a solar panel. They'd be able to supply water to three different villages. And uh, so simple things like that, um, pots and pans. Uh, one of the churches hosts a lot of get-togethers for the community church, and they just didn't have enough. Pots to cook enough food and plates to serve people everybody shares plates and forks um, they even asked just for a simple tarp to cover their firewood so they could have dry firewood to cook their food with and so um, the needs are, are simple but they are uh, they don't ask for much they more than anything they want to uh, get to know us uh, they want to learn about God they're hungry for God um, and it's just little ways that we can bless them. And usually they use that to bless others. Uh, give them a bag of rice and they ask if they can share it with the next village. And we're like, no, no, we'll, we'll get them rice too,
1: you know. So, um, uh, yeah. Wow. Again, thank you for highlighting some of those those tangible needs that are that are out there. I, I did forget one thing.
7: Um, <laughs> we met one man named William who works with uh, special needs uh, children. He teaches them how to carve as a a tool that they can use to make money as they grow up, so they're not relying on other people. And uh, he did carve uh, a gift uh, for you. Uh, he made this uh, this walking stick and asked us to give it to you. Uh, you go ahead and interrupt that. And he asked us to, you know, one thing, a need he has is just uh, carving kits. Uh, simple, cheap wood carving kits so that he can give his students their own carving kit to make their own uh, wood carvings. Right now, they share what they have. So, yeah. And when he says, when you see that, you can remember to pray for him and his people.
1: He's got a beautiful bird carving on the top, if y'all can see that with, uh, I mean, that's just, that's really cool. Very, very.
7: And he's holding the cross.
1: Very meaningful. I see he's got a cross there in in his talons. Awesome. Thank you for bringing that back. And we will certainly, every time we see this, we will pray for them. So friends, one of the things I shared with you a moment ago was that uh, God's people support God's work. And uh, through your tithes and offerings, of what you give every week and return back to God, uh, 10% of every dollar that's given to Crossgate Church goes to missions, uh, whether it's to support the rickets or the ships or any number of things, uh, supporting our, our missions trips uh, to, to subsidize some of the costs there uh, locally, globally, around the world. 10% of everything you give goes to mission. So everything we've talked about this, this morning is supported by your gifts, by your tithes and offerings that you give here uh, to the Lord through Crossgate Church. But from time to time, uh, we also will do special offerings. Uh, we did a special offering for the, uh, for the ships a couple years ago. And then of course, uh, a couple years ago, we also did a special offering for freshwater wells that y'all absolutely knocked that out of the park uh, for the uh, Amazon people. Well, this, this Christmas season, what we're gonna do is we're going to ho- hold a special missions offering for the Ricketts and for some of these needs that they have uh, mentioned. Uh, and, and of course, I would ask everyone, every family, to pray about how you will uh, support that and how God would have you to support that. Uh, myself and my family, we're still kind of thinking and praying about how we can support. All right, but I will tell you this, the one principle we will definitely do in the Kramer household is we're going to give the biggest gift this Christmas to this offering. We're not going to buy something for one another or anybody else that costs more than what we're going to give uh, to this special offering. And I would encourage you, again, to pray about that. Uh, We're going to have this offering going on for the next couple of weeks uh, here at Crossgate, and there's several different ways you can donate to that. You can certainly give a cash or a check gift at one of our giving boxes, but please make sure that you use one of the giving envelopes and clearly mark it rickets or vanuatu or special missions offering okay or you can give uh, through realm through our online giving at crossgate.org/give or text to give by texting the words crossgate all caps to 73256 uh, that's what you're looking for <clears throat> you're looking for that drop down menu that says missions ricket offering And uh, and then you could submit it along those lines as well. Again, this will be going on for the next couple weeks, and then at our Christmas Eve service, 5 p.m. on Sunday, December 24th, we're going to announce what God has done through His people here at Crossgate uh, for the Ricketts. But I will tell you this, and we're going to close out with this, um, and then the worship team is going to lead us as we as we depart. But Uh, We we seek to be a praying church at Crossgate. None of this happens that we've talked about today unless we are a praying church. And so I'm going to ask our prayer partners to join me on the stage, join us in the the team as well, gather around, and we're going to just dedicate this missions offering to the Lord. We're going to just ask God to keep His hand upon all of our global and local uh, missional opportunities, because there are many. And I'm going to ask God to continue to use our church to make more and better disciples among our neighbors and the nations. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you all the praise and glory uh, for sending Jesus to this earth. And I thank you that you have saved us, Lord. For those who have trusted Christ, they have been saved. But there's so many more people around this world, God, who need to hear the gospel and who need to be discipled uh, in South America, in Africa, in asia uh down in uh, vanuatu and other places as well and so i pray you would continue to use our church as a as a wonderful means to accomplish your purposes on this earth of going and making disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything that you jesus have commanded us we love you lord jesus And we ask for your goodness to continue upon us as we tell it wherever we go. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.
0: We invite you to join us in person at our campus located at 3100 East Grand Avenue in Hot Springs, Arkansas. If we can pray for you, send us an email at prayer@crossgate.org. Thanks again for listening to our audio podcast.